Hello, hello, hello. It's me, Stephen Lee, Blackwall Podcast, with another transmission coming live from Cinnamon Studios with the chronicles of myself, Stephen Lee, an investor, a father, entrepreneur, a risk taker. I'm doing this as a way to leave a record and hopefully some form of trail and navigate this world of investment and capital growth and wealth building and management that I've found myself in. It's Halloween night, 2023. I very rarely timestamp things on this podcast, on this transmission, because it's timeless. I don't want us to get too caught up in the actual uh, moment, if you will. Investing should be something that ebbs and flows and is adaptable, but you should have some principles. I'm not here to tell you what principles you believe in and what principles you uh, carry. What I am here to do is, is share with you my unapologetic climb and journey to my magic number. I'm, I'm never going to tell you my magic number. It's none of your fucking business. No, I'm be honest. It's just none of your business. It's for me to know. It's a couple people that know. But they'll never tell you. Recently, my number's gone up. Yeah, my magic number went up. So I want to use this podcast to talk about ambition, the stress of success, the true feeling of it's lonely at the top. You know, all those great cliches, you know, all that shit. I'm not going to sit here and list them all. That's not my style. Let's pick up the pace here. I want you guys to catch up with me a little bit. So this year, 2023, has been a hell of a an ascension. It's been a hell of a mission. We're doing this podcast Halloween. When I say we, I mean myself. And the whole movement. Let me get to that. Thank you for all the uh, first-time listeners, founding members, Patreon supporters, YouTube supporters, everybody. Thank you. We're a pretty strong uh, clan over here. So 2023 for me started pretty fucking shaky. Not even going to lie. On the business tip, I'm not going to get into my personal life. My personal life is something different. You're going to have to pay for that story. But it started off shaky. um, I'm a chef by trade. I'm a hustler by nature. And my nature started rubbing up against my training and my, my job. And this happened multiple times in my life. It wasn't the first time where 
corporate America starts to feel like tight around my neck. You know what I mean? It just doesn't. It's like we're doing this weird dance with each other. Um, I need corporate sponsorship. They need high level talent. And we pretend like this is going to be happily ever after. And I guess it will be as long as I stay content with the, the boundaries, I guess. It's not really my strong suit just in life. So whatever. But what I always do take away from these corporate experiences that I have as a chef is to take away the inner workings of the machine. I think that's very important. I think that having a job is underrated for that very reason. There's a reason why these people are able to employ your ass. They're doing something right. Your paycheck clears every two weeks. You and all the other people that are complaining about your job together. That machine is doing something right. So I, I, I tend to to respect it and look at it from that position. I don't I don't look at it from a subservient way, oh it's my boss or oh that's my job. No. I look at it from a learning um reverse engineering mind. Maybe that's why I get in trouble. <clears throat> I'm not a good uh inmate. You know what I'm saying? That's not my thing. I'm not one of those inmates that's just gonna follow the rules and just walk in lockstep and walk these 10, 20 years off because I'm scared of the escape or I'm scared of the, I don't give a fuck if we're just being honest. The idea of failure to me when it comes to business is so temporary. You know, the the real failure is is the idea of not going for it. That's the fucking failure because that's something that you know. Right. That's an internal thing. You get to make up all the excuses to the outside world. But you know that you didn't go for it. You know, you were scared. You know, you didn't maximize. And you went for the safe route. That's your fucking business. Don't bullshit me, though. I can smell it on you. Do you understand? I'm a real life shark. Listen to me. People like me. And I, and I have to tell someone I love this. There's a certain look in my eyes, right? If you ever meet me in real life, you'll see it. You'll see it in my eyes. There's been a couple times in life, unfortunately, I have to show it for real. There is a piece of certain people who we really, truly value the business and the money more than the feelings and the people. Yeah, I know it sounds really like like when you say it out loud, but this is the fucking truth. I'm not the only one. And and I and I beg to venture that since everyone's here is we're all family and everyone's here in private, that the vast majority of the Blackwall family feels the same fucking way. Okay? We all know it's no secret. I support all things that truly address mental health and want to bolster and help people that get in dark places. I'm open about it. I got in a dark place the other day because I'm getting ready for Afrotech, which is leaving out tomorrow. And this is a big deal. This conference is a big deal. Starting a technology company is a big deal. 40 Acre Tech, we're a growth and security company building this thing up from the ground, having global conversations. I mean, it's just the motion is crazy, right? 
I don't even um I don't even know how to express it. I just more know how to uh, enact it and keep up with it. So table that for a second, the whole 40 acre tech movement. But it does come into play because going to this conference, I've never gone to a conference before ever. I'm a fucking chef. I'm a street dude. You see what I'm saying? For me, corporate America is the kitchen. That's as corporate as I've ever gotten is the fucking kitchen. Right. But I've always straddled that fence. I've always had uh, one foot in the kitchen, one foot in the streets. And I don't care if people like it or not. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, that's another thing. Like this whole idea of um, marketing your past criminal convictions into like a way of like saying I'm relatable to the people. Listen, I have no criminal convictions. I always thought the idea of being a criminal is not getting caught. Right. Something went wrong in your criminalistic plans. If you got a felony, an F, it's called an F on your report card for a reason. It doesn't mean you're a failure as a person, but it just means you are not top tier motherfucking criminality mind. You didn't know when to get in and get out. The fucking luck didn't you know, work for your way. Whatever it was, the fucking dope boy guys just were not on your side. That's Okay. You don't want to get locked up. You don't want to get shot. Those are the fucking number. You know, those are like the top rules here. Don't tell on nobody. Don't get shot and don't go to jail. If you make some money in the game, you're a good drug dealer. That's how that works. I mean, if we're all just being honest. So. If I'm not willing to hide who I am and I'm not willing to downplay my star and dim my light then what am I willing to do? See, these are the questions I ask myself. And then I I realized, I said, damn, I've been self-fueling and self-propelling for so long, I never even noticed all the hate. I never even noticed all the, the, the headwinds, and they all hit me. And I got sad. I got really fucking sad. I got sad because the very people... That were charged on nurturing my my childhood imagination and nurturing my my idea that I can do anything were the same people that would throw up roadblocks and negative comments <clears throat> because they never could go that far. I don't know if anyone can relate to that. So being able to to start something completely new a business and a company that that I see the value I believe in and now I've I've stepped into the to technology space and and I've realized I actually have some real world experience that fucking matters. And it's coming together. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like uh I'm watching it come together. Watching it come together. And I'm so proud of myself, my business partner, all the whole team. Um for getting through this, the rough part, because there's times when you're starting a company where you just want to give up and just hit this this dull rut like this can. This is a bad idea. We're not making money. Uh, it's, things are seeming harder than than I expected. The direction and the, the, the honeymoon phase of the, the idea is kind of fizzled out. So to be able to keep going, keep grinding, keep pushing through, this is good. This is this is it's a proud moment. I wish I had this level of um, 
success in my personal life sometimes. That you know that that's a hard thing to to to, to say. I'm actually more successful in business than I am in my personal life. Yeah. Some of those skills don't transfer. Some of them do. Some of them don't. It's a hard one. You know, someone said, uh, you know, money doesn't make you happy. Let me explain something to you. <laughs> that one's always cute. You just haven't had that, that, that number hit your, your account. That's all. Oh, it makes you happy. Oh, it sure does. You know, and maybe that's just the, maybe that's just the hole in my heart from whatever. Oh, it feels good filling it with money. Sure does. Sure does. What else do we got? What else do we got? People like me, I'm talking to everybody out there. You know what I'm talking about, the hardened human beings. The hardened human beings. What else do we got? Besides putting points up on the scoreboard, leaving a hopefully leaving an easier path, more choices to the ones that that come from you know that come after us. That's all it is. You don't know what the fuck they're gonna do with it. You can just set up the guide rails. Hopefully, set up the trust, the legal framework. You know, give them the the best of the best uh, advice and everything and lessons. But at the end of the day, it's up to them what they're gonna do with it, with the opportunity. But shit, just being able to give them an opportunity to me is a lifetime worth. Very introspective right now. Because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm saying, man, I'm looking at the people that are around me helping me still. And the people that are helping me, let me, let me, let me tell you something. My team, oh man, let me brag on my team for a second. My team are some of the smartest women you'll ever meet in your fucking life. Some of the smartest women. And the thing I was noticing today is that women are underappreciated and undervalued in business because there's always this idea or these like undertones that are just not true. I'm more emotional than any of my female business partners. 100%. 100%. They're the ones keeping me on the rails, making sure I stay on task, making sure I get up, making sure I make appointments. If you leave it up to me, Man, somebody be done said something hurt my motherfucking feelings. This deal is off. This deal is off. They're the ones that keep the level head. That's in real estate. I have a female business partner in real estate. Have female business partner in technology space. Have uh, obviously a female partner in life. Um, I shouldn't say obviously because how the fuck would you know? Have a female partner in life. Um, you know, that's just across the board. You know, just advisors, lawyer, all that shit. And so when you take away that limited aspect and and looking at it where it's like, man, you need that balance, you go further. Go further. Afrotech is tomorrow. So shout out to all the people that I might see there. Shout out to all the people that are going to listen to this once they bump into me there. Because I'm like, oh shit, you have a podcast. Uh." Yeah, I have a podcast. But let me tell you why I have a podcast. This also came up. In this whole scammer culture and all this such shit, it's just nasty out here. I don't have any program to sell. I don't. I don't. I I mean, you know, I have the Patreon thing. uh, Like, first week is free. I think it might be $10 a month. No one fucking does it. I don't care. I still put all the stuff up there. 
I still put up content. You know? I mean, you know, have all you people that listen to the show. There's, there's I think we're at like 11,500 listen every time we drop. Thank you for showing and for listening and showing support. But it's not, this is not my, you know what I'm saying? We're not going to get rich off of this. What we are going to do is hopefully is spark and stoke the ambers that are going to make that roaring fire of entrepreneurship and honest business conversation in our community. Not a bunch of bullshit ego talk. You know, I've been in this isolation in this cocoon of this investment. And, and the way I've been investing is really just to repair my ego on a lot of shit that people have said to hurt my feelings over life. So I'll accomplish these monetary goals. It doesn't really, it doesn't make it feel better. It just, it makes me get like a little, uh, a sense of uh, gratification of, I don't even want to say revenge because revenge is mine, says the Lord. I think more just that tickle to know that they were wrong. To understand that they have no vision. A lot of this is lack of vision. I was talking to my buddy, shout out Ethan. You know I love you, brother. And um, we were talking confidential you know brother talk and he said essentially i'm not gonna say too much because i don't want to offend nobody but he's like essentially there's certain people that are stuck in their mindset their way of looking at the world based upon their environment you follow me and their environment has influenced the way that they see the world and their lens so much that the idea of leaving that environment is so is just so scary, essentially. That they'll do whatever to stay in their environment, right? Like the 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 troubles and woes that they experience in their environment that they know is not the best is still more palatable than the idea of experiencing other trials and tribulations somewhere else. Like the like if it's not going to be perfect somewhere else, they're not going. They'd rather just be, you know, uncomfortable here. It's not really that uncomfortable. I you know, obviously I can get through it. That's their thought. And now I'm I'm looking it's not even looking. I'm in a position where it's like, wow, things are going global. Things are moving fast. Business is going. Okay. You know, doing these things, doing that, you know, don't want to say too much. For for a lot of different reasons, because like I said, you have people that that are that are literally invested invested in trying to block or trying to they they have like a they have an option on your success, you know they they have a put option on it. They're like, oh, there's not there's no way he's gonna make it to this. It's like I don't understand that. I really honestly never understood that. That level of of fear envy. It's not just envious, it's not just jealousy, it's fear too. Cuz even if you even if you grab them, so this is the danger. I'm going to tell you this from personal experience. This is the danger. And I've realized this. The danger of trying to help people that are not ready to be helped or to be on your level is they they will sooner 
hurt you and sink your ship, then you separate from them and ascend. Yeah, for real. And then so that puts you in this situation when you know you're special, you know you're the golden one, you know you're the golden child, the touched, you know, entity of the world. In whatever your little world is, right? You know it. You can feel it. When when you got the hot hand, you could feel it. And you you don't want to leave the people behind mm-hmm. that you consider dear to you, that you're like, man. You guys were part of that inspiration to get me here. But your blessings aren't necessarily their blessings. I'm going to give you another example. I'll give you a tangible one since we're here in the financial and I won't talk so much goddamn philosophical mumbo jumbo, but it's Halloween. I'm, you know, I'm in my, I'm in a mode. You can help somebody out. Literally. Put them in a situation where you give them more than they've ever had in their life. And because it's more than they've ever had in their life, they have no way to even quantify what it means. So. If you hurt them. They will assume. Destroy what you gave them. To prove that they don't need it. Then they will to come at you and say, you know what? I can't stand you. But there's, you have something that's invaluable to my life. Is knowledge. Right? I don't have to like you to get the knowledge. But I can make a lot of money off the knowledge. So what's up? That's, that's what, that's what, that. When you can get to that point where you can start assessing things based upon the 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 risk analysis of can I afford to not get this knowledge from this motherfucker? Can you? Because there's certain things that I've done in business, right? Let's just let's just lay it all out here. I bought a box truck. P30, 1997 P30 Chevrolet. Look up the fucking model. Box truck. Drove it from Boston, Massachusetts, down to Atlanta, Georgia, by myself. Have never driven anything the size of a U-Haul before, let alone that. And I drove it 13 states. Check it out on your map. Okay. Then I used YouTube to figure out how to fucking shimmy it together with my buddy who will remain nameless over call it nine months did what I had to do to make it a food truck essentially talked my way into one of the biggest music festivals tomorrow world with the truck used that money to invest in real estate I kept on investing in straight bandos. I'm talking shit that people were just smoking crack in. People had OD'd in. Needed to be demolished. Uh, fires. E- everything you can imagine. The worst of the worst. And I've heard everyone, oh, why would you do this? I've heard all the dumb shit. 
did that for 10 years. Lost properties. I mean, everything. You, you listen to the, the hundred episodes that are out there. You can hear some of the goddamn chronicles. You guys know the story, okay? And now, 10 years later, we're at a situation where the housing market is the tightest it's been in 30 years. Interest rates are the highest they've been in damn near 50 years. Buying homes is unobtainable. Inflation was just out of control. I mean, everything that you could possibly line up, right, <laughs> for uh, a, a distressed and tight housing market, this would be the worst time to jump into the double Dutch rope of real estate investing. This would be, like if you're looking to get your first real estate property, this is probably the worst fucking time, at least in my lifetime. I'm 41 years old. This is the worst time. Maybe in the early 80s when like crack first dropped, you might you might be in this bad of a spot. But not even then because everything's so goddamn cheap. So at least if you have some cash, you can make some motion. Now the prices are ridiculous, right? And interest rates are equally as ridiculous. And inventory is nil. You're fucked. So that way of gaining... um Gaining an, a leg in, in the wealth building is, 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 is over. Happy Halloween. I'm back. All right. I'm investing. That's what the fuck I'm doing. I'm investing. I'm growing my corporations, my companies. I'm working on something. That I'll be letting you guys know about at some point. I'm assuming the beginning of uh second quarter of 2024. So I need some time to lock in and, and get that get some legal stuff together and uh before I launch it and really just make sure everything is, is tip top on this end. It's 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 funny to me, first of all, how fast ten years went. Second of all, how that same naysayer, negative Nancy attitude still people come at me with. I feel like I don't even believe my track record now. So I'm sitting here, a lot of things are like, you know, you you, you dwell on the failures or perceived failures. They're not even fucking failures because you've learned so much in them. That's what you, you know, as, as, a, as an investor, as somebody who's in the game like with your own money. You, you remember those failures. Those are the ones that hurt the most because, they you know, you remember the money you were missing. You know? You remember the you remember it. The money you made, some of it's like a blur because you had fun with it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't really trace it all. But the money you lost, oh, you remember what you fucked up. Oh, trust me. Those hurt. But those are those are what you need. They keep you disciplined. They keep you. They keep you hardened. You know, it's not. Uh, this is not a, a endless flow. Well, you see people like that that think it's just going to forever come. Oh, when that spigot gets turned off, they're in trouble. So now that I'm in this space of investing, and I'm in the space where I have this portfolio, you know, 
uh, I didn't over leverage. I didn't do any of this stuff. So I'm in a, I'm in a good spot to, to, to change my life from corporate America, which we had a, a oof, me and corporate America had a bad breakup. I had to sue him. Well, not even though, I guess I didn't sue him because it never got that far, but there was legal and there was legalese and legal posturing happen happening, um, between myself and, uh, in a professional sports team I worked for. I think that's about as comfortable as I am saying at this point. I, 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 um, being a chef is where I get my ego from. It's where I get this attitude. This why, why, what not? Why can't I? The idea of failure is like, uh, it's not a permanent thing. You can't fail the whole stretch of a of a dinner service. That's not possible. You have a whole team around you. It's not possible that you'll just fail the whole night. You'll get your fucking face kicked in, though. Oh, you'll wish you'll fail. You'll wish. I've been in situations where it's been going so bad in the kitchen where you just wish your team would let you fail. Like where they would just let you fail. I don't know if you think all the waiters are just going to tell everybody, no, you can't order from this guy's day. I don't know what you think, but you just hope that it just, and it never happens. And then so you're getting, you're just getting beaten, just getting fucking crushed. That goddamn ticket machine's not stopping. The pace isn't stopping. It's like the noise is going. The heat is turning up. It's just like the kitchen starts roaring. It's hard to explain if you've never been a part of it, but I'm trying. So this bitch starts roaring the kitchen. It's quiet, like where no one's talking, but it's loud where everything's moving. Does that make sense? So it's like roaring. And that machine starts going off and you just start seeing that they're coming for you. They're coming for you. It's like everyone in the restaurant is ordering from your station and you might have, you know, went out with a couple girls the night before or a girl or whatever and, you know, then you might have stayed out too late and you might have had some snow in your nose, you know. And so you're not in tip-top shape right now. But you were hoping you could slide away on like an easy Wednesday. This always happens on something like this. And the next thing you know, they are fucking crushing your ass. It's like they seat the whole restaurant. It's probably, call it 745. So they kind of rocked you to sleep for that first hour and a half. No one really was there. And then you got like 70 people right now all sitting down. You could see the waiters or everything is clicking, clicking, clicking. And now that goddamn machine went off and everybody's ordering from your station. And you ain't really prepped today. You was going to do it tomorrow. Today was the day where you was going to run out of all your shit and just kind of have a light day and recover tonight and come back tomorrow with 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 a new with a new set of uh agendas and, and validations because the night before was pretty crazy oh they get you oh they fucking get you and you just want to be like i'm done i'm done they took look they ordered all the food i don't have any more just make them stop ordering man let me tell you what the fuck is really gonna happen to your ass what's really gonna happen to your ass for you people who've never been in the kitchen before what's really gonna happen is the chef is going to come over and he or she is going to put their motherfucking foot square in your goddamn ass 
for real. And they're going to they're going to they're going to sit right there with you with their foot in your ass. Chewing your ear off. Doing your job better than you ever could. And now, oh, now they're going to now they're going to make your ego hurt. They're going to be doing your job better than you. As you're trying to keep up. And they're going to talk shit about every single thing. Why is your parsley cut like this? Is this the way I told you to cut these potatoes? Why does this sauce look like this? This isn't supposed to be hot. Why is this cold? I mean, it's going to, and you know how I know? Because I was the fucking chef who did it. Oh, I did it. I've been on both sides of this, boys and girls. I've been on the cook side where I was, you know, coming in, had a little toilet paper on my nose because I might have had a nosebleed. If you feel me, you feel me. And I was also that chef that saw your ass coming in and I lined you up. Oh, I lined you up. And I and and in those moments are the moments where you realize there is no quit. There is no give up. Who the fuck told you you could give up? That's what I want to know. I want to know where this idea of, oh, okay, I just, I'm just going to stop. It's not working for me. Or, you know, this hurt. Or this wasn't okay. You can't treat me like this. Or they took my money. Or they, like, what? None of those things equal stop. They don't. They equal figure out a new fucking way. They equal how do I make this work? What are my alternatives? Is there another direction I can go to make some more emotion to cover this downfall? How long can I sustain this downfall? How can I reposition? I mean, come on now. But oh, I'm just going to give up and just go back to... Uh, sign me up, lock me up. What? That's not okay. That's not okay. And and if that's your modus operandi, okay. If that's what you're gonna do, then just don't be an entrepreneur. Because us entrepreneurs, we need solid workers. And I'm not saying that condescend. I'm being dead ass fucking serious. The only way I'm going to have successful businesses, and ideas, and concepts is if I have good working partners, right? People who don't want to stay up all night and write the pitch decks, who don't want to worry about raising capital, who don't want to worry about markets opening and what's this bank doing and earnings reports and renovation schedules and lawyers and this. They just want to create a great product and get paid a fair wage for it. And have quality of life. They care about people, right? They want to like do that type shit. They want to have weekends off. Hey, we need people like that. I'm I'm serious. Because I can't live in that. There's no fucking way. There is no fucking way. Okay? My idea of making money and how I make money has always been very cerebral. Right. Working with my hands and my my art and my skill. That's very that's good for me. Right. That's good for my mind. But the way that I've always figured out money and grown money and investing, even since I was a kid with the fucking lemonade stand. Right. During the block party. If I beg to tap into my younger seven year old mind. 
I don't even know how I said to myself, well, the block party is going to be a bunch of people out here. Summertime, if I set up lemonade, I'm going to get a bunch of money. But I, obviously, at some point, before it was summertime, I thought of that. And that's what I mean. It's okay to sit back. I told one of my business partners this. Said, oh, my God, you got to go. You got to go do this. You got to go. Listen here. I need to go outside and play in the fucking dirt for a second. I need to get my hand. I need to put my farmer's boots on. I need to go in the dirt. I need to organize some stuff. I need to play with a ladder. I need, You know what I mean? It, it helps me, like, get my... My mind together. There's so many different minds you need to run a corporation and run multiple businesses. I need an investor mind. I need a real estate mind. I need a startup mind, right? My startup mind going to this conference is completely different than my real estate mind, which is, okay, I need to work on my next project. You know, I have a tenant moving in. I've gotten that one done. Let's get this next unit turned over, ready to get this tenant in, right? Then I got two more after that. Before I even got to worry about the one that I'm I'm in litigation with right now, right? It's like, so, and I got two new builds that are coming. So I probably have 10 real estate projects that are active right now. And when I mean active, I mean they're coming off the shelf and me holding they're, they're on the runway. They're in the holding pattern as far as taking off. I got one that's, I just finished. If you guys follow me on socials, you see we just renovated the, the uh, Cinnamon Studios. That looks beautiful. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So then I got some other ones I got to do. You know, there's, there's things. Done new roofs. I mean, it's been a very productive uh, end of summer, fall when it comes to the renovations. Now it's time to get into startup mode, pitching, learning, listening, refining vision, creating alliances, raising capital. Because I like to self-fund the starts of, um, of our projects. I like to self-fund. I don't like to, re- I don't like to go asking for people money to start the concept. I like to start it have some kind of navigational like rails, like, hey, this is where we went wrong. This is where we went good. This is what we learned. This is the direction we need to pull forward. But I would like to figure that out, at least the first parts of it, on my own dime. I feel like it just gives you a stronger position and it gives you more understanding of your own company. No one ever plans for the success. When your shit pops off, you got to know something. What a better way. And we're doing that. Creating alliances, branding, you know, UX design. It's a whole fucking thing. Check out our website. So when I'm going, and then you have the every day, got to monitor this money. Markets are so volatile. You know, have to make sure we have operational cash. Have to make sure, you know, things are in the right spot. Have to make sure, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You feel me? I got to make sure you feel me. And so those things are going on. So as long as we're able to, to to wear the different hats and accomplish these missions, I think we're good. I think we're in a good spot. So once again, I want to thank everybody for joining. Um, Afrotech will be recording live from Afrotech Austin.
2023. It's going to be something, boys and girls. Each day I'm tapping multiple times. I'm sure you have socials. We'll be everywhere. This will be fun. So look out, look out wherever you are. Here we come. Thank you.